In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to the everyone <laughs> was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, children born not of the natural descent, nor of human decision or a husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. John testified concerning him. He cried out saying, this is the one I spoke about when I said, he who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. Out of his fullness, we have all received grace in place of grace already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. I love Christmas. I love Christmas and I love the Christmas story. I like the Christmas story because it's one of those stories that you, you think, we think we can become familiar with it, but there's levels. There's so many levels. Sure, some of the texts that we've looked at at Christmas time are texts that we can become so familiar with. But then when we look again, there are levels. And I want to look at that text that Blake has just read for us from the Gospel of John. And John starts off with a really familiar form of words. He says, in the beginning. And, and in, in the time of John, John's listeners would have been familiar with those words, just like many of you are familiar with those words. And their minds would have gone to where your minds got went when you heard those words, in the beginning. Many of us could probably even begin to finish that sentence, in the beginning, God created. And John does that so deliberately. He wants us to think about the opening phrase of Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. He wants us to think about the creation in the beginning, God. And our mind, like the mind of the first listeners, goes exactly there to the creation of the world, to the all-powerful creator, God, in the beginning. But many of John's listeners would have been Greeks, not Jews, and they may not have been familiar with the words of Genesis chapter 1. They may have been familiar with them and chose to view them simply as a fairy story because the Greeks had their own narrative about the beginning of the world. So John doesn't just say, in the beginning. His words were, in arche, in any beginning, pick whatever beginning you want. And at that beginning was the Word. You can have whatever beginning you like, but in that beginning, God was there. And alongside God was the Word. 
And John's first listeners would have heard the same things that many of us will, will hear. They were familiar, the Jewish listeners were familiar with the word. They knew about the word of God. They called it the Torah, the law, the word that has to be measured up to, that must be obeyed, that must be followed at all cost. So they all made that connection. In the beginning was the word, okay, I'm happy with that. Or they may have been familiar with the Rima. The Torah is the law of God. The Rima is the expressive word of God. That's the personal word of God. Many of you people I will know. Some of you people I know of. And I may see you doing things, going places, preferring to have a donut on a Sunday morning or a chocolate chip cookie, a cup of tea or a drink of juice. But until I know you and you communicate to me, until we converse, until we have conversation, that's the only point I really get to know you. The Torah is the word of God. The Rima is communicating with God. So many of John's listeners would have been familiar with that. The Jewish listeners, the Greek listeners, not so much. They may have been familiar with the Septuagint, the Old Testament translated into Greek, but not many of them would have been familiar with the Rima, the expressive word of God. But John doesn't use that word. John says, Logos, in the beginning was the Logos, and the Logos is the revealed word of God. The Greeks would have been familiar with that. The Stoic philosophers in, Greeks in, in Greek times talked about the Logos. They seen the Logos as the prime mover, the force be behind the universe. They saw the, the Logos as the, the force that brought order and brought reason and brought organization and brought logic. They built a whole school on that. It's something that the Hindu religion is very familiar with today. They talk about Brahman, the unknowable basis that orders the universe. It's not uncommon today. Many of the African religions talk about the high God, the high God that came and created the world and then went off to a distant place. And the Greek philosopher Plato would build upon the Stoic ideas of the prime mover, and he spoke of the demiurge, the unknowable God, the God that puts the stars in the sky, that spins the earth on its axis and orbits around the sun, but is just unknowable, a bit like the force. In Tao, the Chinese religion, it's the same thing the principle of reason, and to the Buddhist, there is simply Om. All these distant, unknowable gods. It's almost like we are wired to plug into this high God. Every religion has its version of this distant and high creator God. And people say to me, aren't all religions the same? And I say, if you're including Christianity in that, no, all religions are not the same. Because Christianity, in my opinion, is not a religion, it's a faith. But even if it was a religion, it's still not the same. Because John says, the logos, the power behind the universe, the logic behind the universe, the logos that brings meaning and brings design 
and brings rationality, that Logos, that's a person. Because John goes on to talk about the Logos as a him and a he. It's not impersonal. It's a him, a knowable, present God. And John says, in him, in the Logos, was life. Zoe, not just beating hearts and breathing lungs. Zoe, exuberant, abundant, overflowing, life-giving force that multiplies with passion and enthusiasm and zeal. In him was life, and that life was the light of man. Do you ever speak to people and there's a dimness behind their eyes? They're almost dead inside. John says, when we know the Logos, he turns the lights on inside. He, he fills in us all the potential that God put us in the first place. The, knowing the Logos brings us to the place where we can be the person who our Heavenly Father intended us to be in the first place. The Logos gives us identity. Only by the Logos can we really, truly know who we are. Only by the Logos can we really understand our own purpose. Only by the Logos can we understand freedom, grace. And we can't even begin to appreciate love until we know the Logos. Because the Logos is what our heart needs and what our soul requires. But here's the thing. John says that word, the Logos, became flesh. He is eminent, he is personal, and he is knowable. That's what makes Christianity so different. This is not about a distant force that we need to strive towards. It's about a God who becomes eminent. You know, when Jesus came, he came as a baby. He, he could have come exploding across the sky. He could have come with an announcement of mountains crumbling and seas roaring and stars falling out of space. He could have come like that. He could have come in the spectacular. He can do the spectacular. He's done the spectacular, but he didn't come in the spectacular. Do you know why he didn't come in the spectacular? Because then we would only be looking for him in the spectacular. And he comes in the intimacy and the closeness of a tiny baby. God wants us to find him in the detail. He came personally. He will come again. He will come again, and when he comes again, he will come in the spectacular. He will come with the skies opening and the mountains shaking and the sea roaring. But for now, he came in the personal, in the intimate. The word became flesh, and he became one of us. The Red Indians would say he walked in our moccasins. He stood in our place. He dwelt amongst us. He was a face in our crowd. You see, the gospel of John is a gospel that presents a God that doesn't expect us to climb to him, to reach out to him. The gospel of John is a gospel where God steps into our place. He feels what we feel. Have you felt rejection? 
He's felt rejection. Have you felt alienation? He's felt alienation. Have you felt betrayal? He has felt betrayal, loneliness, hunger, pain, sorrow, suffering, joy, celebration, rejoicing. The sun on his back and the wind in his face. The book of Hebrews says to us, our Jesus is not a high priest that doesn't know what we feel. He felt everything that we feel, even temptation. Yet he did not sin. He maintained perfection. A few summers ago, I drove to Italy, and everything was going well until I missed a sign. I hate it when I miss a sign, especially when you're on an autobahn. That can be costly, like 100 miles costly. It's so important that we learn to read the signs. You know, when you, you ever see like a young couple just getting on, uh, maybe she's really into him, and he's probably really into her, but he just doesn't know how to read the signs. And we're standing on the sidelines watching all the signs thinking, oh my goodness, it's not her, it's her. Can you not read the signs? If you're in a relationship, it's really important that you learn to read the signs. Because when you misread the signs, it can cause all kinds of difficulties and all kinds of problems. And there are signs around us. Doctors read signs. They call them symptoms. So, so we can go to the doctor and say, doctor, I'm sick. And the doctor will look at the symptoms. He will read the signs. He won't know what our sickness is until he reads the signs. But when he reads the signs, then he'll be able to tell us what our sickness is and what the cure is for the sickness. And as we look around and we see Aleppo on our television screens and we see greed and corruption on our television screens and we see alienation and isolation on our television screens, it's so, so, so important that we learn to read the signs, the signs of our human condition, the signs of our sickness, the signs of our need of him, of broken humanity. We need to read the signs. But 700 years, let me say that again, 700 years before Jesus was born in a manger in Bethlehem, the prophet Isaiah said, this will be a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be Emmanuel. I'm glad you came out tonight. I'm glad you've chosen to celebrate Christmas with us tonight in this way. But don't miss the signs. Religion is all, ab all designed about how you can get to God. Jesus is about a God who has broken in, who's moved into our neighborhood, who stands in our space. Jesus is about a God that has come to you. Emmanuel, it is God with us. It is not us trying to get to God. It is God coming to us. God with us. God with you. And right now, in this room, in Carrickfergus, God is as close to you as the air you breathe. He's 
pressing in on your face. He is filling your lungs and he is whispering in your ear, I love you. I have stood in your place. I have broken in to where you are. I have acted on your behalf. Don't miss the sign. Don't miss the sign this Christmas. You don't need to try and get to God. He has done everything that was needed to be done in order to get to you. It is Emmanuel, God with us. God with 